0: Good evening, and welcome to another edition of Return Buckle Post. I'm Johnny Podcast, and I'm on my second Paps Blue Ribbon of the evening. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host and partner, Mr. Jesse the Body. Jesse, how we doing, buddy?
1: Oh, not too bad, not too bad. What would you say you're on your second what of the evening? <laughs> my second Paps Blue Ribbon of the evening. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was just kidding about the Alabama pig roast. Please don't look that up, people. You.
0: <laughs> I think I'm afraid to look that up, the things that you say sometimes. Right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so uh, obviously we we initially had talked about not having a show tonight, some things going on here, and my my wife had some problems with her um, uh, tie rods, and she actually uh, ran off ran off, hang on a second, I'm sorry, she ran, uh, ran over a mailbox basically today because one of her tie rods went out, so. Oh, damn. Yeah, so just a lot of stress and a lot of, uh, you know, worry and, and, you know, getting that fixed, and obviously that's not cheap, and, um, you know, with our issues with our dogs and, you know, all the other things that we've been dealing with is just, is just starting to stress me out, so. We almost didn't have an episode today, but, you know, Jesse got it in my head, you know, there's, there's a shitload going on, and. And we owe it to you, you know, the, our fans, our listeners, to, to talk about the news and talk about what we know is going on and talk about the things that have happened. And obviously, it's been an extremely, extremely noteworthy week, um, obviously. Yeah, also, uh, also it's a
1: way, I mean, and I think me and you both agree, professional wrestling is a form of entertainment that helps us forget about things, even if, even if for a half an hour or so. Really yeah. just take us out of the element where we can
0: enjoy talking about what we love. No, absolutely. And I'm sure you know, there's other people that are, you know, going through things that are much more traumatic or, or life changing right now than, than my little, my little pissant worries. But, um, you know, obviously those things end up taking a toll on you over, over time, but,
1: but as you said. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody's worries are more insignificant than others. You know, I mean, there's, yeah, there's, there's things, but, you know, you always gotta, you always gotta believe it, believe it, it's, it's gonna get better and.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. and um, So, and, and like you said, Jesse, I mean, wrestling, you know, since I was a little kid, it's been my escape. Um, you know, it's been that one thing that, you know, no matter what's going on in my life, no matter what kind of stresses I'm under, I can just sit back for an hour or two and, you know, watch these, you know, guys, oiled up guys in thongs, you know, smack each other around a little bit. It doesn't well, sound like They don't wear thongs anymore. That was a traumatic experience. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, Naked Midian's been gone for several years, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I want to
1: say um, for for Noteworthy, it seems like heading into Mania, and this is just from what I've seen here lately, WWE wants to try to get as many eyes on the product as possible. I mean, we've got Mania happening Saturday, April 2nd, and Uh Sunday, April 3rd with um, stand and deliver NXT happening earlier in the day on the second. Yeah, so they have a very busy weekend. They want to get as much eyes on the product as possible, which I think is which which we will talk about a lot of the changes that have been taking place have been to maybe bring back some fans that head straight. I don't know what your thoughts on that are on that.
0: Yeah, yeah I think there's a there's a certain there's a certain element of that that's involved. Um, I think the other thing too is I mean, we have to look at this from a business perspective this this hasn't sold out um you know both nights have not sold out and that's if you're WWE that's a concern right now and yeah. and um you know that's that's a big ass stadium to have half empty for the show um so right now i think you know as we'll talk about you know there's been a shitload of news this week and one of them is something we've already kind of alluded to on previous episodes, but now it now it is officially official. Except we don't know exactly what the uh, circumstances are going to be. But Steve Austin will be making his return, um, and and right now it's being. I, I don't know what what do you take from it, Jesse? Because to me, it seems like he's he's talking about it being basically a, a fight or a uh confrontation, uh whereas I've you know, other media sources and other things have, have kind of said, you know, it's a match or whatever.
1: Um, I, I think it, it you know, that he advertised it. Kevin Owens basically at the end of Raw you know wanted to invite Stone Cold Steve Austin onto a special edition of the KO show so he could beat the crap out of him. And Austin kind of I think it was WWE's way of not putting themselves into a corner by saying this could be a talk show segment could be something more. If it is something more, that's an extra bonus that the fans will get. But if not, they still get to see Austin and, and Dallas. I, I don't know. I mean, at 57 years old, w- would he be okay having a match or is it just going to be a straight up brawling segment between him and Owens where he hits a couple of stunners? You know, does the, does a beer bath bash in the ring? Um, I, I think WWE is kind of playing this smart where they're not really advertising it at a, as a match. But I think it, there will be a lot of physicality involved. I think it'll be a
0: lot of what we love from from Steve Austin. Yeah, and I think you can't pick a more perfect guy for him to go against as far as just brawling um, than than a guy like um, than a guy like Kevin Owens. I mean, I think that's the perfect compliment. It's a guy that's not going to look too out of his uh, out of his depth brawling with Steve Austin, and um, I think that's I think that's the best choice right now. Is just is just to have him, you know, be in that situation and, and, and it'll help bring light to him and it'll help, you know, obviously it's gonna help sell tickets, uh, which is is really their main concern at this point is is hey, can we get people to watch this show or can we get people to show up in the stands for this show right now? You know, as far as you know, anything else is really kind of secondary at this at this juncture just because you know, they need to be able to, to sell it out. They need to be able to have, you know, uh, or I mean, not, not even just sell it out, but just have enough of, you know, uh, an audience to make it look like it's full. I mean, you don't, it's going to be embarrassing to have your your biggest show of the year not sell out. Um, so I think that's... Well, I
1: think WWE kind of, I mean, they did it to themselves. They kept advertising this whole Brock versus Roman that we've seen so many times it is not the marquee matchup that Vince and his mind seems to think that it is. Yeah. I mean, people have seen it. It's been done before. We know what to expect from these guys. I don't think it's going to be the big marquee main event. match. I mean, this is not stone cold versus rock. This is not uh, Hogan versus Andre or, or Hogan versus macho. Or, you know, this is something that has been done many, many, many times. It just doesn't scream to people man, I got to get tickets to this right away to see this match. No, that doesn't – it
0: just doesn't scream – it doesn't scream yeah. that to me. No, I, I mean, I, you know, honestly, you know, I, I – you know, I've talked about this. I, I'm excited for it because of the stakes. But, yeah, to your point, like, this isn't so, – I mean, this would be like if you're trying to main event with, with Cena and 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 uh, Randy Orton at this point. Like, yeah. they've faced each other enough that it's not – it's not fresh. It's not – you're not doing, you know – it's not – you're not gonna do Becky and Charlotte again. Like, why are you doing this again? And I, I, I definitely can can see the the value in that, and I can definitely see the um, I can see the argument. There is just, you know, this has been it's been done to death, and you know, it's it's not it's like you said, it's not the marquee matchup that. I think Vince probably in his mind thinks, you know, it's two big guys. It's the two biggest names in the company. And, and yes, I mean, it, it is, it is huge for the fact of that, but, but this could main event any pay-per-view and it's not, you know, it's not, it doesn't have to be a WrestleMania main event. It's not, it's nothing special. As really. Well, I,
1: this match originally was was supposed to main event the day one pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, Which exactly. is an
1: insignificant pay-per-view. So it's like, okay, yeah, you're saying now, two months later, it's much bigger than that now. Yeah, just because it's at Mania? Come on, man. That's this—that's no. insulting people's intelligence here.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. If and Roman it, hadn't
1: it, come down with COVID, this match would have happened at day one.
0: Yeah, and then, you know, they're not probably not giving it away again, but, you know, the circumstances made it what it is, and then you know, I don't know if you've read it, but I've read reports that say that, um, that they're still going to keep the title separate somehow. Well, Happen. I think what they're doing is
1: this is my fault. I think this is a way to get rid of the universal title, and bring back the world championship title. Yeah. So I think this is to unify the WWE title with the universal title, so that that title no longer exists, and then reintroduce maybe the big gold belt or an uh, or another belt. Yeah. But with still, you know. But still, you're 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 still defeating the purpose here. You're still going to have, regardless if that's the case or not. You're still going to have two shows with two different champions.
0: Yeah, and, and that's I mean, we've talked about it. I mean, and and I'm I'm basically agreeing with myself here, but but you're you're doing like you said, you're doing yourself a disservice. Right now, like and we talked about how crazy jam-packed this week was. So it started last Monday um, with with Damian Priest losing the Intercontinental or I'm sorry, the United States title to Finn Bálor. Friday night Ricochet lost the or won the Intercontinental title from
1: Sami Zayn
0: and then like there's not two better guys that you could have that people would tune in to see a weekly open challenge where you wouldn't have to have a world champion on that show um you know Ricochet and and Finn Balor have that ability and have that talent in the ring to to carry I don't even want to say carry but they complement everybody so well that you can do a lot of believable things with them and people will tune in to see it.
1: I must say it makes me happy to see Finn Bálor getting this kind of put and especially Ricochet, man. He has oh, yeah, definitely. He has not been used to the best of his, his ability, but they but the fact that they see him as the number two babyface on SmackDown and that he won the IC title gives me some hope that he's going to be getting used a little bit better and he's going into Mania as the champion. Yeah. Uh, that that just that just gives you a you know a little bit of hope that hey maybe they they are maybe they realize they're they're not listening as well as they should
0: yeah i think i think there's some i think there's some value to that and and really like um i think it's and i think it's circumstance as a lot of it is that you know they just they don't have the bodies you know because they they release so many people and and you know that is what it is you know it's it's just the cost of doing business unfortunately but at the same time you know, they're they're looking and now they're hard up for, you know, we gotta have somebody in this spot. Like, you know, there's not there's nobody else that's a baby face, you know, and so at that point you it's it's pretty much, you know, uh uh Balor and, and Ricochet are bust. And uh I, I'm glad that they've decided to go that way. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not saying that as a as a disrespect to WWE. It's just like I said, you know, they're doing business the way they wanna do it. And that's fine, um, but uh, but yeah, I think I think the way to go is to, is to use those titles. I mean, I mean we've seen, you know, and I, I'm really not trying to get into comparison here. I love when the TNT title main events a AEW show. I think it's really cool. It's a TV title. It makes it seem important. Uh, it harkens back to you know the WCW television title or. Or the Ring of Honor television title, it's the or the X division title in Impact. It's that secondary championship that that is important. That's a, a platform for an up and coming star, um, and I think that's what they need to do. You know, I think that's what they need to do going forward with with the IC and the US titles. I mean, that's just the way I see it. Um, yeah, yeah, I think they should be the titles too. Every 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 couple
1: of weeks or so, where, where they get the main event spot and then you use you, you you get the major like the, the WWE title or the universal or whatever title they're going to go with be every once in a while you know special circumstances <laughs> you know like have have uh, the US champion and the IC champion main event one week and then have the women defend their titles the following week in the main event kind of yeah. kind of mix it up and not not yeah. be stagnant. that's the way
0: I would run things but you know I'm, I don't run things obviously no obviously i mean we don't we just work joe jobs but but yeah i mean i think I think there's value to that. Like you're you're holding back all these. You know they're burning through all these main events. You don't have anything left by the end of the year to main event WrestleMania because you've already burnt through it all on television or at a monthly pay per view. So look at at the deal with
1: Seth Rollins. This man, according to to day one, if day one would have went that Ray originally planned, he was going to go into Mania as the champion. Now he has no match going into Mania.
0: Yeah, no,
1: Seth Rollins out. I mean, I just.
0: No, he's one of the biggest stars in the company. He's been a consistent performer. Like, yeah, there's there's no way you leave him off the of, off of the off of the card. And, and really, you know, this is something we talked about earlier. But it, it's it's you know this is going to be the the constant you know discussion debate until we find out for sure what he's doing. But that could be Cody Rhodes' opponent for WrestleMania,
1: uh, and that would be a marquee match. Like like yeah. we've talked about, Cody has really raised his stock since he's left. Yeah. No, and I, I think he he has great negotiating power. I think he could lock down a solid contract with WWE. And I think I think they want him. I, I really do. I think that they want Cody Rhodes. He knows he's got him by the by the bazookas, and <laughs> he can basically hold out for what he wants.
0: Yeah. No. I I mean I think there's uh, you know obviously he has he has some value. I, I think they've said that his the original offer since he's he's held he hasn't signed anywhere yet has, has gone down. Um, so, I, I mean, I can see it happening. I think, you know, I, I've read that his, they wanted his target date to be Monday. So I, you know, hopefully we'll know something by Monday. And, and like we talked about, you know, it, if we don't, you know, I think that wins more credence to, you know, he's, he's in ring of honor. So technically, yes, he did leave AEW, but now he's part of, he's going to be part of a ring of ring of honor contingent going forward. But um I, you know i like at this point i i think he's just as just as likely to be a part of wwe as he is he is the part be a part of ring of honor um you know it just it just kind of depends on what his his goals are and where he sees himself in the future and what's going to be best for his family um
1: yeah. but
0: it but it'll be interesting to see you know like we talked about you know I, i'll be happy for the guy no matter what he ends up doing just because i'm i'm a fan of his i'm a fan of and we talked about this before, but, I, you know, and I had talked about it with a guy at work the other night is, you know, I, I like Cody because everything he's given, even with it, even when it was stardust, even when he was tired of doing it, he still did his job. And, um, you know, he probably complained about it, but he still did his job. And, I, you know, I have a I have a crazy amount of respect for that and for people that fully try to commit to these gimmicks, even when they're silly um you know he did the bag you know putting bags over people's heads he did the you know i'm the beautiful guy i'm you know he did i'm stardust and i mean he really tried to make everything work and that's what i've always respected about him uh um, well you, know, you think about it, i mean i mean, him and seth doesn't need a lot of promotion that's just no everybody
1: knows that's going to be a barn burner of a match
0: yeah that, that would be one to steal the show to be quite honest with you yeah
1: that'd be the sleeper match
0: yeah absolutely absolutely um well then then we found out i mean i don't
1: think we talked about this i can't remember if we talked about this or not but from the pat mcafee show we found out that vince mcmahon is not going to be wrestling um pat mcafee but pat mcafee will be wrestling against the up-and-coming uh austin theory and i like the way that that was set up on friday Night smackdown i don't know if you caught any
0: um replays of that or not or watched the show but i hadn't seen it um i know I know Theory came out and, and said that he was the hand-picked opponent, basically, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So. Um, yeah,
1: he, he basically said, you know, everything Vince does is for a reason. The reason he wanted you, basically told McAfee, the reason he wants you at Mania is, is uh, for me to beat your ass, is basically what he was telling Pat
0: McAfee, so. Gotcha. Well, uh, and, you know, and, you know what, this is what we talked about, is that was the match that we wanted to see. Uh, it's the yeah. one. It's the one that makes makes the most sense, and I, I think it's going to be really good. Uh, Pat's been great since he's you know, trained and and you know obviously he's doing really great as a as a as a announcer right now, but he does have that athletic ability, and I'm excited to see what what him and theory bring to the table at Mania. I'm I'm that's one of the main one of the matches that I look at, and I'm like, yeah, I'm really excited for that.
1: It's yeah, like, oh yeah, uh, I am too. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's that one. It's Edge and and AJ, and then, um, you know, whatever whatever RK Bro ends up doing, which, you know, they uh they regain their titles, which I think from what I had seen, it looks like they were planning a breakup and a turn, but, um, for some reason, you know, those plans were scrapped, and now we continue to get RK Bro, and you know, Randy came out and said he loved, uh, Matt Riddle on Monday, and you know, he's having the most fun that he's had and uh, just stuff we haven't really seen from Randy Orton before. But I think uh, it'll be
1: a triple threat between them, Alpha Academy,
0: and the Street Profits.
1: Yeah. Probably. I think that'd be on a triple threat for the tag titles for sure. Yeah.
0: And then, honestly, I think Alpha Academy deserves that spotlight. And so so do the Street Profits. I think you yeah. know, they haven't been used as well on Raw. But but, um, but I think that they're going to be, you know, they, they still deserve that spotlight, especially with Montez being, you know, being earmarked for great things, you know, here in the future. Uh, I think it's, you got to have him be on. His uh, obviously that guy's got a lot of talent and I'm excited to see what he does, you know, as a singles wrestler. Um, and it's nothing against his partner, against Angelo Dawkins, but Montez Ford is definitely the the Michaels of that, that pairing. <laughs> um, I, think, <laughs> I think they
1: could both break out honestly and on their yeah. own do, do yeah. pretty well.
0: Just different styles. Uh, yes. Obviously, Angelo is more of a you know a heavy hitter, and and uh, Montez is yeah Montez is the high flyer. But uh, and then you know other other WWEians. I mean, there was a ton of title title changes this week, uh, or, or in the last two weeks basically. And 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 uh, Dolph Ziggler ended up taking home the NXT title on uh, Tuesday night's uh, episode of uh, Roadblock. Which used to be the um, the between elimination chamber and WrestleMania pay per view that they did for a while. Um, thankfully, they don't do that anymore. But but they did it as an NXT special. Uh, Ziggler pinned Champa, so Brown Breaker didn't come out looking any weaker from it. Um, and then obviously that sets up the big rematch for Stand and Deliver. Um, See, I, and I understand that. I was surprised, honestly, when it
1: happened, but I see why they did it. I mean, you you got to talk about like I talked about with Mania weekend coming up. They want to get as much eyes on the product as possible. Yeah. They know Dolph Ziggler is a well respected um, wrestler that a lot of people like. Yeah. And I I think they'll tune in to stand and deliver just to see him. He's going to put over Braun. Obviously, Braun will get the title back, but yeah, I think it's just a way to get more eyes on the NXT product, especially in front of a the biggest crowd they've done since they've moved to the Capitol wrestling center, which is in Dallas. I mean, they're going to be in front yeah. of 15, 16,000 people. So it's a good way to, to showcase Braun because I think, I think he'll become champion, but I don't think he'll be champion long. I think he's going to, I don't know if they'll wait till the Royal rumble to bring him up to the main roster. They're, they're pretty high on him.
0: Yeah, no, he made his main roster debut this week. Yeah. Um, you know, in a tag team match with, uh, with Champa against the dirty dogs. And, um, uh, you know, I think I think they're going to try to, you know, put their toe in the water a little bit to see how fans react to him. And, um, you know, obviously, I think they still have plans for him in NXT, but I think I think that, that trigger is going to be pulled sooner than later just because he's ready, he's young, and, and now's the time to just put him on the main roster and stick a rocket on his back and, and shoot him up to the top of the card. Um and and I'm excited about I'm excited about the prospect of, of the, that Ziegler Breaker one on one match. They're both extremely talented in ring individuals. They have a they have an amateur wrestling background. Um, you know it's going to be it's going to be a classic match, and I, I'm really looking forward to it. Well, I think uh, another guy they're going to bring up pretty soon, and I think the reason that they're
1: you know of course they're booking the North American Championship in a five way ladder match. Yeah, I, saw that. I think this is, this is a way for Carmelo to lose that title. You know, he calls himself the 8th champion. But I think it's a way for him to lose the title so he can move up because he's another very
0: talented guy yeah. that they're pretty high up on. Absolutely. And I, I would assume that L.A. Knight's going to show up on the main roster sooner than later. I know. His they last might... man standing match was excellent against Waller. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I haven't got a chance to watch it yet, but uh, I'm definitely going to watch it for that. I heard it was just a knockdown, drag out, just awesome match. Um, I definitely gotta check that out and I probably will tonight actually. Um so um that I'm trying to think if there's any more WWE news. I mean they really dominated the headlines until about Sunday.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean they
0: they they've done some significant things. They've yeah, they've got the wrestling
1: world kind of talking. I mean, nobody yeah. thought Ricochet would beat Sami Zayn this this early for the IC title, which now opens up Zayn and Knoxville for a regular match instead of for the IC title.
0: Yeah. No, and and I'm I'm glad that that's the case. I don't I don't need to see Johnny Knoxville in an IC title match on the same card that Logan Paul's in a tag team match. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I I understand the celebrity involvement. I really do. It's just it, it's it's so I'm so past it at this point that like I just I don't want to see it, you know, as much, but but it's it's it, I understand why it exists I understand why they do it but at the same time it's it doesn't mean I have to like it and I really I, well
1: and, and sometimes it's the celebrities they use like Logan Paul does anybody really this my language but does anybody really give a shit about Logan Paul I know I, I don't but I mean I care more about Johnny Logan Paul Johnny Knoxville's actually people know him they've they've known that name for years he had a He had a show on television, Jackass, that was very popular and successful. Uh, Same with Pat McAfee. Everybody knows who Pat McAfee is, you know, one of the NFL history. But Logan Paul is just some douchebag that went on YouTube and got so many views and likes, and all all of a sudden he's famous. And this is where the point that pisses me off about technology, where anybody can get on any kind of – put out some little – dumb thing to make themselves look stupid and all of a sudden they become a star it's like you don't need even any talent to become a star anymore
0: no i mean and i i I definitely i definitely agree with you there i i i can't i don't understand what the appeal is i know like i said i think it's either him or his brother was a total asshole about the japanese forest the suicide forest like um you know filming in there and they actually saw a dead person on their video or something and like just, just like, just disgusting shit, and and the things that they do, and 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 just to try to get views and things like that. Is, it's very, very disheartening to see that that is something that people enjoy or like. I, yeah. And, I, no, and, and obviously, like you know, we, we like jackass. Like I'm sure people don't get that either, and that's that's fine. Like I, I understand. Like we're not always gonna under we're not always gonna like the same things as the other generations, but. At the same time, like, why are you spending so much time on this and not working? I mean, did did Logan Paul sell out, you know, the Texas Stadium? No. Oh. Clearly it didn't. You know, and I think that that's that they get so sidetracked on these, you know, these stupid things they decide to do that they they lose focus on what's most important and you know, and it's not where those things are a bonus. It's not where, you know, Mike Tyson's a bonus, you know, in, the, in this day and age, it would be, you know, they're struggling to get Mike Tyson to come and, you know, the main event the show. Like, it, it's, it's a complete opposite of, of the strength of the Attitude Era is, you know, the in-ring product was so good and the, and the storylines were so good that anything they added on top of it was a bonus. But now it feels like they have to do this to try to feel relevant. Well,
1: And here's the thing, man. I think it matters, too, if if the celebrities actually respect the product and actually want to learn. Like, Bad Bunny, I had no idea who that guy was. But he impressed me at Mania because you could tell he was a fan that really wanted to do well. Damian Priest's career pretty much depended on that. And it it worked. I mean, for all intents and purposes, it worked. It wasn't shoot-in. It looked like he fit. And that's the only thing with celebrities. It's like, okay, do they really fit what you're going for or are you just throwing it in there because you think you're gonna get so many views
0: and likes on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely. Uh you know, it's 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 the state of the, the business that we're in, but um you know I think if you're relying on it, if you're if you have to have four four views, then you're not you're not doing your main job. And um you know that's a that's a failure on, on their part. And yeah. You know, obviously it's something that they need to they need to work on and they need to fix, but um, you know and hell, I for all I know, you know, right mania could sell out between now and then. I mean there's plenty of time. Um it just kind of depends on the circumstances and on, on what happens. I mean obviously you know, the things are changing in the world, you know, things are opening back up, but then also we have this thing going on in Russia. We have you know, gas prices have gone up astronomically. Yeah, so it's <laughs> you know all those things are factors when you're talking about going and watching a show for three hours that cost you hundreds of dollars. Um, so, all but those- we've also
1: seen in years past, even when we've had like the Gulf War mm-hmm. and and stuff like that, Mania has always sold out usually after the Rumble.
0: Yep, typically, typically that I know that Gulf War year is kind of a bad example since they had to move it. Yeah from the Coliseum to a smaller venue. But I think part of that was just the, the storytelling was not, you know, they tried to do the anti-Iraqi thing. And it just didn't really, didn't really catch. It was too real and people didn't, you know, people, like we talk about, people like to go to wrestling for escape. They don't want to be reminded of the Iraqi war when they're at WrestleMania. Well, I don't know um, if you knew this looks a little tidbit about that. I guess Sergeant
1: Slaughter was asked to burn the American flag on national television. And Good he gosh. told them, no, he said, I will not burn the American flag. He said, I'll burn the Hulk Hogan T-shirt because yeah. he's a representation of America and it'll make our feud more personal. But he
0: said, I am not going to burn the American flag on national TV. No, I'm, I'm proud of him for standing. I mean, the man's a G.I. Joe, for God's sakes. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he's literally, He was literally part of the show. Like, no, you can't have him burn the, the American flag. Um, you know, it was bad enough to have him be a turncoat, but you know, uh, and eventually he ended up, you know, seeing the light, but, uh, but yeah, I, I can't believe they asked him to do that. And yeah, I I do remember reading about it and it's just, it's still just, he did burn
1: the the Hogan shirt and that was a little more tolerable because it wasn't the American flag. It was, yeah, Hogan symbolized, you know, like Americans to, to a point. But yeah. wasn't it wasn't an all out that he was all all in a, a American, to where you know it was it was the same as burning the American flag
0: because it wasn't. <laughs> oh yeah, no, and and the great thing about Hogan and was that, you know that or when Andre ripped the cross off his chest, he has the ability to make the the stupidest shit seem like the biggest deal in the world. Yeah, like and and it's it's that's what made Hulk Hogan. You know that's what made him a star is that he can he could resonate with fans in that way. Like he's a bigger than life superhero, but then he still had this, you know, he had this overly sentimental attachment, huh? Like this vulnerability about him. Yeah. He had that vulnerability like, Oh, Oh no, he ripped off my cross or, Oh, he burnt my shirt. Like, you know, it, it, it wasn't, I don't know if it was believable, but you know, it was kind of a cartoon time anyway. Yeah. Um, but, but he was the right man for the right time. Um, but, uh, anyway, I'm getting sidetracked here. I <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, So, um, AEW had their, their big Rebellion pay-per-view, or not Rebellion, Revolution pay-per-view on uh, Sunday. And, actually, Impact had a pay-per-view on Saturday night. Um, big takeaways from that was Josh Alexander uh, returned, signed an Impact contract, and will be facing Moose for the, for the world title at um, their next pay-per-view, which I believe is actually called Rebellion. Um, and then mickey james dropped the women's title to tasha steel uh someone i'm not as familiar with and then um, eddie edwards turned on team impact to join the uh honor no more club of uh, a contingent of people from ring of honor um it's actually kind of turning into an interesting storyline i really i don't know a whole hell of a lot about it but Eddie Edwards is basically has sour grapes because he didn't get title shots when like Kenny Omega was the champion. Um, and he actually pinned him in a, in a six man match. Um, and there was another bone of contingency. So he ended up joining the honor, no uh, honor, no more club or whatever they're called. Um, as, as on principle for that, because impact had screwed him over so many times. Um, really good product. And, and if, if you get a chance to watch it, uh, you know, it's, it's much improved from the goofy TNA shit from years ago. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't actually get to watch the pay-per-view, but, uh, but I do keep up on it. Um, Obviously with revolution, I, I have not got to watch that yet. I don't know when I will be able to, I did see some highlights though. Jesse, did you see any highlights of it? No, I didn't. I didn't really get to see
1: highlights. I mean, one thing I want to point out is, they had a they had a chance to really do something with with Thunder Rosa and, and Britt Baker, and I think AEW dropped the ball on that. Yeah, because now it's a point where I think Britt Baker is starting to get some go away heat. Yeah, because they're not booking her correctly. They're not they're not booking these women matches. It's like they want to put her over over everybody. I mean, Thunder Rosa, her dropping the title to her could have been a big thing, and they just yeah. her like just somebody so, else
0: for Britt Baker to run through. It's like. Yeah. No, and, and I love Brit, but yeah, I I get your point there and um I'm a little frustrated because I think that title ch- title change could have been something to really stand out on that show. I mean, obviously Revolution was was probably their best pay-per-view yet. It was the best it was the tightest booked. It was the, you know, the, the most logical choices they made. There wasn't any like gaffes or there wasn't anything that was overly ridiculously produced or anything like that. Um, but that, I think that was the one chance, like that would have been the only title that would have changed hands. It would have been significant on that night. Um, but they chose, they, they chose to instead have Thunder Rosa win a match on dynamite last night against Layla Hirsch for a world title eliminator. So now Britt Baker is going to face Thunder Rosa in a cage in, in San Antonio where, Te- where Thunder is from. Um, so I think they're going to give the title to Thunder at that point in the cage, in front of her home, home crowd. Um, it'll make for a good moment, but it, it feels like it's kind of uh, just an eventuality at this point. There, there's not really any drama to it. Um, it's almost a little too little, too late kind of thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, the, the big uh, Eddie Kingston-Jericho match, uh, I saw highlights from that. They literally slapped the shit out of each other. Um, a lot of great back and forth. Eddie ended up winning with a submission. Um, you know, we fast forward to dynamite this week, Eddie, uh, Chris Jericho is a man of his word and he shakes Eddie's hand and then 2.0 comes out and attacks Jericho and Eddie. And, and then, uh, Santana Ortiz come out and they're ready to save Jericho. But all of a sudden Jericho hits them with a bat and it's revealed that Jericho has a new faction. Called the Jericho Appreciation Society, and it's Jericho, Jake Hager, and the, the Two which is uh, they were ever rise in WWE, and then uh, with um, uh, Daniel Garcia, who just won the uh, Battle of Los Angeles tournament earlier this year. Um, it's those uh, five in a faction now. See, uh, do they
1: really need another faction? I mean, I think
0: yeah. I, th- I think I think they go faction overload sometimes. Yeah, no I agree. No <laughs> now, now you're know, granted they're I mean they're replacing one with another but but also right. uh last night uh basically I think the pinnacle's done. Um you know at the at the pay-per-view Wardlow won the brass ring. He's going to challenge for the TNT championship next week against Scorpio Sky. Um so uh on on dynamite he basically said I'm no longer part of the pinnacle. I'm no longer affiliated with Max. Um you know, from here on out, it's my time. Um, so, and then FTR, uh, they kicked Tully Blanchard to the curb. There's a rumor that they're, that they're going to have Bret Hart as their manager, um, in the near future. So I think that that is indicative of a face turn for them. Um, and then obviously MJF wasn't on the show. He lost the dog collar match to CM Punk. Uh, and then Sean Spears is Sean Spears. I'm sure they'll find something for him to do, but, uh, (laughs) But yeah, so I think I think those two are. You done. agree with Punk going over MJF? Um, I I, I want to see what happens. Um, because I think you know for, for my from my point of view, I think MJF should have won. Um, but at the same time, I think if they're getting ready to throw Punk in with Hangman, um, I I think that's that's the reason why. I, I think we just need to see how it plays out. Um. And I think Hangman and Punk could really tear it up. Uh, I don't want to see Punk as the AEW world champion. I don't. I really don't want to see any other, you know, I don't want to say, you know, ex-WWE guys because that's so cliche and stupid. But, you know, it, this is supposed to be a company for the new generation. Yeah. It, and, you know, I could see, you know, there's a lot of guys that have a lot of talent that, you know, the Guevara's, the Wardlow's, you know, those guys and, you know, even Brian Cage, who hasn't been used, who they just renewed, Rusev or not Rusev, Miro, who they just renewed for four years. Um, you know, they have a lot of talent. I mean, I'm obviously, Miro was in WWE, but he was never that top level guy. Um, so I think if you can give those guys that opportunity, that's what you do. I don't I don't think you need to keep going back to the well with, you know, the Jerichos and the and the John Moxley's of it all. And it's not that I don't love those performers, but I just think that it sends the wrong message and especially gives, you know, people that want to criticize the product, it gives them more fuel to the fire to to be able to criticize the product when you keep going back to that, you know, already established star well. Like, I am dying to see a Wardlow. I want to see him win the TNT title and then go win the world title. Like, he's just, he's that good. He's that entertaining. Um, You know, he just literally power bombs the shit out of people but it's over as hell. The The fans love him. Like it's, I mean, I, if it was me, I would pull the trigger right now. And that's obviously why I'm not in charge. Um, but, uh, but, but there's, there's so much good young talent and, and even, you know, like an Adam Cole or guys like that, I think that's a better situation, but I think it, it's a notch in hangman's belt. If you put him in with punk and he wins. Um, but Long story short, I, in my estimation, if MJF is going into a title program, I think MJF wins that match. But I think he's going into a program with Wardlow. I think that was the long game of, of this feud, really, was not only to have Punk and MJF feud, but to also set up that Wardlow turning on MJF uh, yeah. and then paying that off. And, and really, I hope that Brian Cage re as the muscle for MJF to replace Wardlow. I think that would be a good use of his talent, and I think it would be a good – have a good mouthpiece for a guy that's not the best talker. Um, you know, it, it, he could definitely – and definitely, you know, the battle of the hosts between him and Wardlow would be something else. Um, so, just – Well, and it's another thing,
1: you know, just kind of off topic, but I'm hoping this thing. is the last time in WWE we see Brock Lesnar
0: against Roman Reigns.
1: Yeah. I think once we see it at this mania, we don't need to see
0: it ever again <laughs> no no and, and i wish this was this was roman in the rock um obviously that's not happening this year um i think the likelihood and the, the plan is probably for that to happen next year um but yeah I, I i don't need to see any more brock roman i don't need to see any more cena randy orton i don't need to see Sheamus and randy orton like <laughs> Like all those are all those programs are just uh, I can't take any more of it. Um, you know, and, and really with like Gable Stevenson and with Braun Breaker and those guys coming up, I think, you know, you put them in with Brock, it's going to be a great match. Um, and I don't know if you saw this, Jesse, and this is kind of this is way off topic, but Brock technically said he retired after WrestleMania 36 um, because he didn't want to perform. In a warehouse <laughs> so he said he thought he considered himself retired after he lost to drew mcintyre um you know and only recently he decided to come back because they were back in front of fans but uh but i i i, hadn't, I didn't know that so i i don't know if you've seen that or not but
1: yeah I mean, most of these guys man it was it was hard for them to perform without Fans, yeah. I'm sure AD, AEW felt the same. Impact, yeah, I mean, Impact only performs in front of a couple hundred fans, anyways, but still, yeah, it was an empty building. I mean, this is what these guys thrive on. It's what I mean, me and yeah. you can both, I think we can both agree that it was not the best period for any wrestling where there were no fans allowed to, no. to
0: attend. <laughs> no, and, and honestly, uh, you know, when, when both companies, both of the main, you know, companies started using, uh, you know, fill ins like you know wrestlers that weren't working at the time or whatever that that was a nice change but it still wasn't the same i mean that you know that first that double or nothing when fans you know they they packed that amphitheater in jacksonville i mean just the excitement the the you know the sheer like just the intensity of the crowd and then that wrestlemania and the big you know the great moment that i'll always talk about with bianca and sasha um you know, things that weren't possible in a warehouse with a ceiling fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I think, you know, it's, it's crazy how far we've come in the last two years. It seems like it's been a, a never ending nightmare, but, but I really, I'm really starting to see the, you know, the break of dawn on this and, you know, that we're not required to wear masks in a lot of places anymore. Um, you know, a lot of the restrictions have rolled back. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't really care about the reasoning or the, or the <laughs> rationale. I'm just glad that it's happening. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. So, and, and it's been, it's been a nice thing. It's, it's weird to see people's faces again, but, uh, but it's definitely been a welcome change. Um, but, uh, but as far as wrestling goes, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean,
1: so, some, I mean, and I can only speak because I, I see truckers every day. Some mm-hmm. of them, I was like, maybe they should keep their mask on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But no, I'm just kidding. But you know, no, it. I see what you're saying. It is nice yeah. to to
0: yeah. see
1: faces again and 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 everything. Oh, one one more thing we need to talk about is the debut from Dynamite, because I know that this was. It's already. It was already rumored. We knew it was going to happen. Yeah, but uh, that sure. that is Jeff Hardy has now joined his brother Matt in AEW.
0: Yep. So and the... he
1: came out. He came out to the to the original Hardy's theme song. From what I understand.
0: He did. Yep. Um. So apparently, WWE didn't own the rights to that song. Um. So they got to use it, and and basically, what happened? Uh, I mean, Dynamite was i I'll, I'll be honest with you. That was like the most coked up episode of Dynamite I've ever I've ever seen. Like, there's just so much that happened in it that it's hard to even recap it. Um. Properly, I know I, I put some stuff on on our uh, our Facebook page, but but as I, as I was talking about. The Hardy family office, basically, they turned on Matt Hardy. They were beating him down. Uh, Darby Allen and Steen came out to, to help Matt Hardy. They got outnumbered. And then the music hit. And Jeff Hardy, while well, everybody else is getting their ass beat in the ring, stopped to do his little dance. Yeah, that the- was kind of goofy to me, I
1: thought. <laughs> I thought it was like, okay, realistically, you're seeing your brother get his ass beat. You're not going to stop and dance in front of people. You're going <laughs> to ring and save your bro, but no yeah. I'm gonna get my dancing in real quick <laughs> and then I'll go dead to the ring
0: yeah, yeah. I, it's been pretty well panned on the internet as far as just bad timing Jeff bad timing but yeah I, you know and I would have rather seen you know uh, advertised like Jeff Hardy will make his debut but but I get I get the I get the point of having a surprise and having that shock value and having it be a anything can happen type show um, you know and, and it You know, I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like, you know, the way that he left WWE wasn't the most professional way. Um, I I get that, you know, he wants to work with his brother. I mean, they, you know, the number of bumps those guys have left is probably very limited. Um, So, you know, they probably (laughs) want to spend...
1: Honestly, I can't say that I'm excited about it. No. Jeff Hardy matches the last few years to me have been very monochromatic. They've been very... just the same i mean it's like he's got a scene of five moves of doom it's like he does atomic drop leg trip uh leg drop low drop kick and then a splash i mean that seems to be his move set and it's like come on jeff i know you've got more in the arsenal than this
0: yeah no i i absolutely agree I, i even i even tweeted last night i was like i was more excited about wardlow's promo than i was about jeff hardy (laughs) Um, And like, and it's nothing against them. It's just, you know, I wasn't the biggest fan of theirs to start with. And, you know, I don't, I really don't like Matt. Um, And then, you know, I don't, I'm not a fan of the way Jeff did things. You know, I I suppose it's going to help the company in some way, but, but at the same time, it's like, it doesn't really matter to me at all um you know and that's like i said if, if the hardys are your favorite if you love them to death if you're dancing in your living room right now like cool do your thing like i'm not judging you it's just something that doesn't appeal to me um yeah and i felt the same way
1: i mean i, I saw the day de- saw the debut and it's like yeah okay it's like t-
0: to
1: me it was o- o- almost like and I, and I hope this isn't the case i hope they can have one good last run in them. I don't want to see them be a shell of their former selves. Yeah, just I, just to try to to reinvent themselves in another company.
0: Yeah, and and, and there may be kind of I don't want to say like flip flop, but to maybe pivot for my last point. This tag team division is gonna be freaking sick, man. Uh, you know they got FTR, they got the Young Bucks, they've got Red Dragon, they've got Jungle Jungle Express, they've got the Hardy Boys. Like and that's just the top five. Um, I, I'm excited for tag team wrestling in AEW, but uh, but I'm not as excited about the Hardys, obviously. Um, but but like, like I said, just an absolutely stacked tag team division, um, and I'm excited to see what they do with that. I hope they have like a you know a tournament or something along those lines to to really uh, solidify how you know how talented their tag team division is. But um, and then the main event of the night uh, from Dynamite last night was uh, Sammy Guevara uh, defending his TNT title against uh, Scorpio Sky. Scorpio had a three hundred and sixty-four day winning streak going into the match. Um, Paige VanZant got involved, and Sammy got distracted after VanZant pushed Ty Conti into the steps, um, and Jay Lethal. Or uh, God I knew I was going to do that. Scorpio Sky took advantage and hit his TKO finisher and pinned Sammy Guevara to be the first person to ever hold both the AEW Tag Team titles and the TNT title. Um, I'm excited for Scorpio, but uh, but I know he's got a defense coming up against Wardlow this week that unless MJF interferes, uh, I think that's going to be Wardlow's title. That's um, <laughs> right. So, uh, and as far as the pay per view goes, uh, Adam Adam Page retained over Adam Cole. Their feud looks like it's going to continue. Uh, as, you, as we talked about, Punk defeated MJF. Uh, Moxley and Brian Danielson turned in an amazing match. Uh, really hard hitting, really just back and forth, like kick, I mean, hardcore, stiff. Uh, everything that you want from those two. And, you know, they. Moxley basically caught him with a the roll-up. Uh, they continued to fight after the bell. They were tearing apart referees, and out came William Regal to slap them both in the face and then get them to shake hands and will now be managing them in a tag team going forward, which I am also extremely excited about. I know it's all ex-WWE guys, for those of you that like that narrative, but uh, you know William Regal is one of the best talkers, and he really he – was extremely good professional wrestler, you know, until obviously his health issues got in the way. And, and, uh, he, re- he cut an amazing promo last night talking about, he's like, you know, Brian is, is a hundred percent of the wrestler I should have been. Um, if, if life hadn't got in my way, you know, Brian Danielson is everything that I wanted to be. He's like, and John Moxley is the, the tough, you know, the rogue, the street tough in me. And, you know, they represent both sides of my character. And uh, I just thought that was a cool promo. It put over both guys, and I- I'm excited to see what they do in the tag division as well. Did yeah. you have any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's excited to see Regal. I honestly thought Regal would would head back to England and, and be done with everything after yeah. WWE let him go, but I guess he, you know, still got. It feels like he still has more left in the tank, and yeah. I'm happy for Regal whatever he wants to do. I, I obviously I'd still want to see him back in WWE, but. I know that he's probably most likely permanently moved on from that from that phase in his career, but yeah. having him with uh, Danielson and Moxley, I think, would be be good for 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 both of them. Uh, I don't know about them as a tag team. I, I think they're both better as singles guys. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, I guess we'll see how this goes moving forward. Just have to wait, wait, wait and see. You know, it could be a good thing. It could be, you know, these guys are better off as singles.
0: <laughs> no, and I think I think probably the end goal is the is to break them apart and, you know, have them face each other again. But, but in the interim, I think it'll be fun to see them as a tag team. It's the same thing with like an RK bro or any, you know, and really neither one of these guys need elevated though. Um, but, but I think it's a good chance for them to work together and not take up one of those main roster single spots, um, and, and allow some of the younger talent to get those opportunities. But, um, uh, I'm excited to see it and and uh, one last thing, we got a few minutes left here. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about?
1: No, uh from what I understand, from what I read is 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 Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti dating in real life?
0: Yeah, so uh Sammy Guevara proposed to his girlfriend in the middle of the ring last year. Then they called it off. Um fan speculation was that you know he was they denied it initially and now it's pretty much They've confirmed it. At, you know, they're posting pictures together and stuff. So, yeah, they're together in real life. Um, so now it's, it's carried over into the screen. And, and uh, I hate that they did that as a way to, to get Scorpio Sky the title. Um, you know, I think he probably should have been able to win that match cleanly. But, obviously, he's a heel. So uh, they had to have some. And then Ty's going to be involved in the program with Paige Van Zandt going forward as well. So that was the other reason she was out there. Um, so I'm kind of surprised, especially after the comments Sammy had made about Sasha Banks
1: previously. Yeah, like I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's something just there we don't know. But after what he had said, it's just like, yeah, it's just kind of a little creepy.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, and I think I think as a young kid, he said something stupid, and uh, hopefully he learned from it. And and really, you know, honestly, that's that's what. And I think you're in agreement with me. That's what we want to see from society is not, is not canceling somebody immediately when they say something stupid, you know, giving them a chance to learn yeah. and, and to grow and to see why they're wrong. Um, you know, and nobody has any, any incentive to learn or to change if you just cut them off at, you know, at one stupid mistake. Um,
1: from yeah. what I understand, he had talked with Sasha about it and they, and they yeah. smoothed things over, so yeah I, I just i just think it was like i mean if he did you know leave his leave his woman for for t- if they were you know being shady that's just one thing that's like yeah one more check against him in the book you know
0: <laughs> yeah no i think i think his like i said i think he's a kid i think he, he's he got a lot of learning to do about life um maybe was a little bit quick on the quick on the trigger to propose um and like i said i think you know we all make mistakes and i hope i hope he learns from them and and moves forward you know i typically i wouldn't recommend dating a coworker, um but at the same time you know this is the wrestling business this is something we see all the time yeah, oh, um, yeah without a doubt so it, it doesn't shock me you know them being you know together all the time and you know traveling the world together that you know, probably one thing leads to the other, and you know that's where they are. So um, I don't try to get too involved in their personal lives, but uh, but I uh, you know I, I would hope that you know he's learned from some of his mistakes and he can and can become a better person from it going yeah, forward. Yeah, without a doubt. No, I, I was the only other thing I wanted okay. to bring up. Well, I was I was gonna say in the the post media scrum from uh, Revolution, I uh, you know there was a lot of things that CM Punk said, but but one that really hit me in the fields was, uh, he was talking about, you know, what, a you know, he got kind of emotional talking about what a blessing it was that he got to have this opportunity to come back and, and to do things the way that he wanted to do them. And, um, but he said that he would give it all up to give Bret Hart another chance, uh, to, to wrestle. And, um, you know, as a, as a Bret Hart, Mark, um, that really hit me in the feels. Uh, I, I don't know if you had seen that or not, but, uh, but yeah, absolutely. And they, they actually worked a Bret Hart spot into that match. Uh, I saw from the highlights, they did the, uh, the WrestleMania eight where Piper had him in the sleeper and, yeah. uh, and Hart flipped it on him. They did that spot in the match. Um, so I, I just thought that was really cool. And, and, and as a fan of both guys, um, just the re- reverence that punk has for Bret Hart. I, I I makes him like me makes me like him even more. Obviously they're both two of the biggest complainers and people that are most polarizing, but um, but I, I just I love them both so much as performers that uh, that, that just meant a lot to me. Uh, I, I know Punk is happy that Tony
1: Khan bought AEW because he did not want Vince McMahon to have his old. Oh, they're footage. Footage.
0: yeah. Yeah, I saw that. And you know, like I said, I I get why the guy's upset. I get why he has sour – not even sour grapes. I get why he's bitter. Um, again, but at the same time, you, at some point in your life, no matter how wrong you were, no matter how bad someone treated you, I mean, you have to come to a point where you don't have to forgive them for it. You don't have to forget that it happened, but you just got to move on. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, and I, I'm glad that Tony Khan bought it too because it gives them the opportunity to hopefully put all that stuff on stream um, it, you know, it helps grow the AEW product. Um, I'm happy for it for that reason. Uh, just to be spiteful is is a whole nother thing, Oh um, yeah, I mean, it gives them, like we talked about, it gives them automatically thousands and thousands of hours yeah. of footage. No, absolutely. And you know, and and, and like I said, you know, I, I, I really enjoy these guys, but but I, I'm it's not without understanding that they're definitely polarizing. I mean, Bret Hart giving. Undertaker and Triple H, four out of 10 stars still, people still talk about that to this day. Almost 10 years later. Like, and I mean, I'm thinking he was wrong about it, but but at the same time, like I get that Brett has his own opinions about stuff. But, yeah. um, but I, I just wanted to mention that. And like, like you said, I, I'm not going to ever defend anything Punk says just out of me being a fan of his. Like, I think, I think at some point, like I said, you just got to move on you just, I mean, let WWE do their thing. There's no reason that you have to bring them up. Like, just, just let it be. And, you know, if I could give him any advice, it would be that. So Jesse, why don't you uh, close this out by giving our fans your wonderful weekly advice. And, uh, we got one minute and 30 seconds to do it. Okay. (laughs) All right, everybody.
1: Be smart, be safe, make uh, good decisions that are best for you. And, uh, We'll hopefully, come back here next week. Uh, depending on uh, another news-filled week like this one was, we had a lot to talk about, and we're glad that you were all uh, here with us to join us. And hopefully, you continue to join us. So, all right, folks. See you next week. All right, Good see you, everybody. Good night. Bye.